Welcome to Sleep for Performance podcast. This is a short podcast where we're going to be just answering a couple of listener questions and there's been a reoccurring uh, theme with these. And the first one we're going to tackle is shift work. Now, recently I was on a podcast called Train Fully Podcast, which was aimed at golfers. And so after that podcast, a gentleman by the name of Kevin has emailed me and said, I heard you on the interview on the Train Fully podcast. I really enjoyed it and it was really helpful helpful for me as a golfer and shift worker. Thanks, Kevin. I was interested to see if you had any tips or advice for how best to sleep during the day when working nights. I've just subscribed to your own podcast. I'm looking forward to getting stuck in to them. Well, you got lots to get through there, Kevin. We just uh, dropped our 100 episode there last week. So, yeah, nearly 100 hours there, I think, in total, or maybe even a bit more. So lots to go through. But to answer your question, which is a great question, a reoccurring one, and it's an area that we are doing research in at the moment um, at Eda County University here in Western Australia. So when we talk about shift work, it's important to know a few things. One is that there is different types of shift work. We have permanent types of shift work. So people doing permanent days, permanent afternoons, or permanent night shift. We also have rotating shift work. People going from days to evenings to nights. We also have irregular shift work. People working maybe a couple of days, could be on call, getting called out in the middle of the night, utility workers, firefighters, volunteers, and so on. Now in general, rotating shift work isn't, is not what we're designed to do. We are what's called diurnal creatures. We are meant to be awake during the day and asleep at night. And we can never fully adapt to becoming a shift worker. It's always going to cause us problems. So we know that upfront. However, if you are choosing shift work or you are looking at a job, I would highly recommend that you do not do a job where there is permanent night shift associated with it. I.e. you're doing just night shift only and you're never rotating through days or afternoons. People think that doing permanent night shift is actually better because you get into a groove and you get used to it. It's not. And uh, permanent night shift has been has been classified as a type 2 carcinogen by the World Health Organization. And uh, no real good will come of doing permanent night shift. So try to avoid it if possible. So Kevin has asked about sleeping during the day after working a night shift. So to maximize our sleep during the day, we have to start thinking about what we're actually doing on the night shift itself. So for the purposes of this example, we're going to take, we're going to say that someone works from 6 PM to 6 AM on a night shift, a 12 hour night shift. And for the purposes of this example, again, we're saying we're going to do two night shifts in a row. So the first thing we'd say is what you do on the night shift is really important. So before you start your first night shift, maybe you've been on days or maybe you've had some time off, a short nap in the afternoon would be recommended before 6 p.m. Somewhere between 1 and 3 p.m. in the afternoon in this circadian law or this post-lunch dip. What you want to try and do here is you want to optimize your sleep or sleep bank before you go on to the night shift and you have this period of, of low, we'll call it that. 
So once you're on your night shift, obviously the first few hours are going to be okay. You're probably going to feel fairly alert up until about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Then the natural rhythms kind of kick in in terms of secretion of melatonin, which is a sleep-inducing hormone. Cortisol is going to dissipate. And somewhere around 12 o'clock, you may start feeling a little bit tired. And this might be a time where you might take a break and have a meal. So meal timing is pretty important and meal choice or food choice. On previous episodes, we had Dr. Charlotte Gupta on speaking about her research around nutritional interventions for shift workers. And one of the things Charlotte found in her research is basically don't eat like you do during the day. Small frequent snacks and ensuring that you're hydrated is adequate overnight and improves alertness and also helps with sleep the next day. So don't kind of uh, go to work and order a pizza at midnight and think that because I'm awake at night, I'm burning more calories. That's actually not true. And there's a tendency to do that at night when we are working night shift between sort of uh, midnight and 3 a.m. We start craving those greasy, crappy foods. So definitely avoid those. That will not only help your sleep the next day, but also help your performance during that shift. And uh, long-term, you don't want to be, you know, gaining weight, which uh, may not help your golf performance or other performance. The other thing we need to look at as well is caffeine. So we know from previous research, and research I undertook myself in Super Rugby, that the half-life of caffeine is approximately four to six hours. So if you want to maximize your sleep when you finish night shift at 6 a.m. in the morning, you want to be going cutting out coffee at least four hours, maybe even six hours before that. So let's say six hours, that's going to be midnight. If you're consuming caffeine between three and six o'clock in the morning when you feel really tired, which a lot of people do when they're working shift work, this is maybe going to give you maybe a slight boost towards the end of the shift, but it's actually going to affect your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep because you're going to try and sleep during the day when cortisol is rising stress hormone and then with caffeine on top of it it's going to alert you stop you from sleeping it's going to be very difficult for you to initiate or maintain sleep so cut out caffeine from about midnight onwards and if you still have trouble sleeping the next day maybe even cut out caffeine earlier in the night but definitely not caffeine after 2 a.m the other thing is to keep hydrated throughout the night as well you know, make sure you're getting water, not drinking copious amounts of soft drinks. You might want to think about hydration levels in terms of electrolytes as well, particularly if it's in a hot environment. You want to aim to move around as well. So particularly for people in control rooms or seated environments, this can be a bit difficult, but the more you can move around, the better it's going to be. And try and take frequent small breaks throughout the shift if you can. Maybe go for a walk outside if your workplace permits it. Get some fresh air and try to get some movement into the body instead of sitting in front of a screen for 12 hours. So when we go home, we want to block out as much sunlight as possible on the drive home. So depending on the time of year, you might have sun rising or it still could be dark. If it's dark, it's going to be better for you to get home and try to get into bed whilst it's dark. So you might want to consider using sunglasses on the way home if the sun is rising or in your eyes. 
for safety reasons and obviously to block that out as well because we know from previous guests on the podcast such as uh, Professor Russell Foster from Oxford that light will basically you know synchronize our circadian rhythms via the SCN the suprachiasmatic nucleus so coming home after night shift we want to avoid that light the other thing we want to do as well is we don't want to exercise exercise is going to be a stimulus for us so going for a run lifting weights all these type of things are just going to hype us up before we want to initiate sleep so definitely don't exercise at this time you might want to have a a meal, a fairly substantial meal before you initiate sleep because if you've been having small snacks throughout the night and um, you may feel quite hungry so you don't want to go to bed too hungry because you want to keep waking up you want to also pay attention to the sleep environment make sure it's a cool, dark, inviting room and the temperature is going to be important to you as a person generally males will like the room colder and females will like the, the room warmer but the most important thing is to block out all light and noise at this time. We want to make the environment conducive to sleep. Obviously as well, we don't want to be consuming any caffeine or alcohol before we try to initiate that sleep as well. So it's always difficult for us to sleep during the day after night shift. And most of the studies and most of the research shows, and in conjunction with that, my own industry-based consultancy work and my work with athletes and most recently again in shift workers has shown that on average people get somewhere between five and a half and six and a half hours sleep when trying to sleep during the day so you're not gonna be able to get these big massive sleep periods that you normally would you know in excess of seven and a half or eight hours it's gonna be quite low whilst you're working nights and trying to sleep during the day so with that in mind when you wake up, this will be a good time to exercise. Depending on how you feel after working nights, maybe it's just going for a walk, maybe even a light jog. You know, you're going to have to maybe pay some attention to the actual training load um, and frequency and volume of what you're going to do on night shift because uh, you're not going to be adequately, adequately recovering at this period of time. So you may want to have your recovery days even or your more lighter training days um, on on these days in between shift work but most definitely you don't want to be doing is exercising before you're trying to initiate sleep in the morning so if you're a shift worker and you finish at six in the morning and let's say for example you get into bed at eight o'clock in the morning by the time you get home had a shower had some day and you sleep six hours that's 2 p.m Maybe get up, have some lunch, and maybe then you exercise, you know, between three and four in the afternoon before you might see, you know, friends and family before you go back to work again at six o'clock. So this will be this will be a good time to do that. You know, and it could even be like, you know, doing some yoga, like I said, going for a, a light walk, but doing some activity, getting some movement into the body and trying to get yourself ready for the next night shift. Now, if we're doing two night shifts in a row, and we come off night shift in the morning, what do we do? Because we want to get back onto a day schedule. Do we stay awake all day? Do we go to sleep? Do we just let, let, let our bodies do whatever our bodies want to do? 
Well, the answer to that is going to depend on what you want to do. Do you have more night shifts coming up? Are you on days off and you want to hang out with friends and family? If so, is those activities early in the morning? You're going to go swimming, fishing, get up and play golf for a yearly because you want to avoid the midday heat, depending on where you are. So all of these things will play into um, your strategy for recovery. But in general, when you come off a night shift, you want to be getting about maybe somewhere around two to three hours of sleep. So maybe get up before midday or even a little bit earlier and then get up and sort of have a bit of a, what I would call a groggy day where you're not doing any high risk activities. You're not driving around town. You're not picking up the kids in the, in the car. We have this kind of a lighter day and then you try to go to bed at a normal time that night, such as 10 or 11 PM. And then by the following day, you should be over the, uh, the deficit or the deleterious effects of that shift work by the, by the next day. So you might have to uh, have a bit of a bad day before you can get back onto a, a normal rhythm. So this is, uh, this is really important to do because if you just keep allowing your body to sleep, you'll get completely desynchronized. And by the time you go back doing shift work, you'll be all over the place. It's a little bit like um, jet lag, which we may experience. So jet lag and shift work, uh, similar kind of mechanisms in, in behind them in terms of what they're doing to our sleep and performance. Okay, so I hope that answered your question, Kevin. Uh, we've had that question a number of times, so I thought I would address that. So thanks very much. If there's any more listener questions, please do email me at ianduniken at sleepforperformance.com.au. You can follow me on Twitter at sleepforperform, Instagram at sleepforperform, and head over to sleepforperformance.com for lots of more information. Until then, sleep well.